Hey everybody, it's Megan. Before we get into the episode, I want to remind you that there are more ways now than ever to support No Lies Detected. Beyond subscribing and sharing it with your friends, we just moved over to Anchor. So you can go to anchor.fm forward slash no lies detected and click the support this podcast button and you can donate to us monthly. We super appreciate you and I hope you enjoy the episode. Let that man be 22 and tell his lies and live his youth. (laughs) Grow up. We're back. God, I didn't even know. You j- see, Megan, say it. Megan, you do this all the time. What push the record button? You're correct, I do. You put the push the record button just as I'm doing something. Maybe you're always just doing something. No, that's not fair because I'm a human being. I'm supposed to be doing things. Okay, then be doing them in the you beginning even, of everything you like you always say, are. Oh, I'm gonna record now. I shouldn't have to. Oh my god. You should first of all, you know what we're here for. You wanted to do a fourth episode, and so yes, but you said you I don't get to control when I push fucking record. Oh my god! You just exist as the greatness that is you, <laughs> and if that it, the greatness I've, of I've you is already, eating cupcakes, I've already clocked out. I don't even know what you're talking. Oh, you're about. done. <laughs> oh, oh, I can. I just like I can go home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to No Lies Detected. <laughs> I'm Megan Tonjes. I'm Michelle Moore. It's a podcast about the truths you need to know and the lies you tell yourself. <sighs> Here we are. <laughs> Woosa. Another day. That last podcast. It's, uh, ooh, you had me leveled the up The quickest high. way to wake this bitch up <laughs> is to say in the middle of a question, well, don't tell me to do this. <laughs> First of all, why are you writing in if you know so much shit then? You sound like you think you know a little too much. <laughs> and maybe you should go for a fucking run. Yeah. Maybe you need to get it out of your you goddamn system. You need to go system. for a run, okay? Because <laughs> you forgot who you're talking to. <laughs> you need to go outside. <laughs> um, let me see. Let me log into this email. So listen, if uh, you want any advice... We are here for you. If you want, I'm telling y'all, prepare yourself, uh, please. It's not your mother's advice. No, nope. <laughs> okay, it's not. Not your grandma's it's advice. It's not some dear Abby type shit. No, it's, it's not, not. It's not something a friend would tell you. Okay, <laughs> because we are not your friends. <laughs> this is right. <laughs> Point number A. We are living our lives, and we are judging you accordingly. Mm-hmm. And here we are. Here we go. Okay. There's so many titles that I just don't want to click on. Like, okay. There's one sitting here that I'm just like, I don't know what this is about to be. Oh, God. And she's so committed. She'll <sighs> just click it and be like, okay, well, we have to go forth with it. And I'm just like, I'll read the first sentence and be like, nah, I ain't into that. Mm, Next. Yeah. I mean, there's, uh, I don't know if I want to read all that. That's a lot. Okay. Did I read this one before? Y'all, can you just keep these emails to like two paragraphs? These long five to <laughs> 12 novel, it's just too much. <laughs> We're already judging you when we see all of this. It's just too much. Unless it's actual something I that it, you're, I don't even know why there would be a reason to write something that long. 
because you know what it is i think they want us to have any kind of question we might ask they want us to have the answer but a lot of times they're not giving us information we need they're giving information to us that they need to say and they need to get it out of their system because i already know what to tell you about yourself by the second sentence yeah i don't need all that information but half the time i'm not listening to the information anyway because it's just fluff mm-hmm. it's journals, fluff journals are your friend right it's all fluff a very few times has it been fluff this is why you all need to start writing music making youtube videos you have less fluff mm-hmm. to talk about <laughs> okay this is already starting off on a bad note because first of all it's an aol email address oh lord and it starts off with hey queens first oh, of wait, all wait my ears <laughs> i don't know if i could do this live i don't think i will survive hey queens because like if somebody's standing there asking me a question i'm just you would cut them off and you'd be like i'm not your queen i well firstly that and then y'all go into these stories if y'all asking these questions on a on a microphone live standing up in front of my face and ready to tell me this long novel i swear i'll roll my eyes at you well we would be able to ask questions quickly to get all the information out of the way (laughs) it's a lot of this a lot of a lot of microphone dropping (laughs) the disrespect (laughs) me wasting my time asking this stupid question see this was the dangerous part about giving this bitch a mobile mic is that she can just walk wherever <laughs> the fuck she could be across the fucking room she could be in the bathroom right now dying on the floor listening to this podcast and responding okay uh, first of all i want to say your podcast is bomb as fuck i love it you all are amazing whenever they do this i know it's about to be a fucking story stomach prepare yourselves this is gonna be a long I'm going to keep all this anonymous because I don't know who's going to hear this. <laughs> oh, <Lord. laughs> That's my favorite line. I have this friend. He's a 22-year-old black gay man, and I am a 27-year-old queer black woman. We've been friends for three years. We've gotten really close pretty quickly. I mean, three years is not like, it's not like it was like three days. Three <laughs> years is a good amount of time to get close. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but he loves to exaggerate and make up things that aren't true. He'll say that he's drunk when I know he hasn't had a drink. He likes to say he has a bunch of physical issues and ailments, but what he describes doesn't match up with what he is saying he has. He loves to make up stories about the guys that he's been with, but I've spoken to a couple of the guys he's talked about, and they've told me that none of what he says happens actually happens. Um, yeah. Okay. First of all, this is the person that already is, again, like that brother that was like, I don't trust you. I'm searching all this shit. Why would you? Even, I would never think to talk to anyone that you've been with and been like, is all this shit true that Michelle says? Mm. you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying so that Mm -hmm. tells me a lot Mm -hmm. okay um he also likes to put himself in awful situations with guys and then complain you're putting yourself in an awful situation by being his friend (laughs) peas in a pod and then complain about them to me and the rest of our friend group he tells us stories about how these guys mistreat him and say awful things to him over text but no matter how many times we tell him to delete their numbers and stop talking to them he keeps talking to them he quits his various jobs often because either his coworkers and bosses are being terribly mean to him or because he just decides he hates the job after a week or two of working. He also has been saying he wants and plans on moving and going to law school, but has taken no steps towards this and has completely dropped out of the community college he was attending. Like many others, I struggle with anxiety, depression, along with a couple of other things, and he always says he suffers from the exact same things. Whenever I describe an issue that I'm dealing with, he responds with, oh, me too, or same. And I'm just like, bro, there's no way you're dealing with the exact same thing as me in the exact same way. (laughs) Okay. 
So all this is going on. And last year he opens up about being sexually assaulted. Early on, he would say over and over that he didn't want or like to talk about it, which I completely respected. But for months, that's all he talked about. He would tell me he doesn't want anyone to know, but then he would talk about it in detail on Twitter. His Twitter is not anonymous at all. I didn't want to be insensitive or lack compassion because I know people deal with things differently. But at the same time, I don't know. Our friend group has tried to get him to go to therapy and he used to say he would, but he still hasn't. I know you can't force someone to get help and I've tried to help him as much as I can, but sometimes it triggers me to just be around him. Most of this has calmed down a bit because we haven't been hanging out as much as we used to. Okay, that sounds like the smart option for this. He hasn't talked about what happened to him for a while, but recently I went on his Twitter page and noticed that he put the date of the assault, a quote, and sexual assault survivor in his bio on Twitter. Again, I didn't want to be insensitive or anything towards him, what he went through, but I feel like that's kind of weird. I also went to his birthday dinner a couple weeks ago. He's a Sagittarius, and he randomly announces to the table that he might have lupus. So, yeah. I know this was really long and probably confusing, but I don't know what to do or say or how to approach any of this with him. Any advice will help. Thanks so much. Love, a lazy-ass Libra. I want to lick this mic. (laughs) What the fuck is wrong? You can lick it. I, li- I got the little thing here for you. Softens it up. I like it. It's like it feels comfortable. You can literally. I'm telling you, Michelle. You put this against your mouth. It sounds fine. Like I know, but it feels just so good. Just it put it in your mouth. It feels like just open your mouth. <laughs> do you know like those that show where people like to like eat weird things? Yeah, yeah. Like I want to eat this. It's I like, like when it feels it's like when pregnant women eat paper and shit like that. It's so satisfying. Pika. It's it's comforting. You know, it's like it's like lip lip exfoliation. You can move it back and forth. I can't hear any of that shit. Oh, man. Yeah, just rest into it. Just lean. The better, the closer you are, the better it sounds. But then it makes me talk funny like that. <laughs> well, that's just you being high. <laughs> I don't know if that's the microphone. Um, okay. So we have a friend that says a bunch of things you think he's saying for attention. No, let's not say that because. No, that's what I'm saying that they they're saying. No, what I'm saying is like, let's just get to it she's not a his friend yeah there you guys aren't friends you're questioning everything he you're says questioning and you're annoyed there's about no it. trust why are you still hanging out with him yeah you said your anxiety or, th- or things have calmed down because you're not talking to him as much i mean it sounds but like you just went to his birthday dinner so you're what? clearly talking to him enough to go to a birthday dinner so if it calms down when, when he's not he's around when he's not around then so don't, don't have him around <laughs> problem solved like what is this what are you obligated to him for you're not obligated to him yeah he does sound a little bit like a sociopath um and i would say that being a sagittarius we're the best ones at being a sociopath if we're not raised properly i've said this before (laughs) you do you you will die on that hill for sure that is the sagittarius like it's true this is how it goes you're either getting someone who is chuck full of wisdom that is transparent or has the demons inside of him or has the demons inside of them and is looking for sympathy yes empathy Mm. um now i don't know maybe this person i never like to say that nobody's been assaulted or anything like that all of of the other stuff that you're saying though you know but i'm questioning you why are you walking around asking his friends if he he really slept with them or really slept with these men or whatever clearly you don't trust him so just don't have him in your life i can't imagine if any of my friends went to men i slept with to ask them if it really happened and what those men would even fucking say that's none of your business oh honey that's too dramatic you're both of you belong together that's why you're friends in the first place 
Why are you going asking the next person if they slept with somebody or not because you don't believe that they said, why, why are you so, so concerned? Both of you are, aren't even interested in each other. Yeah. Isn't he gay and she's a lesbian? Uh, That's what you said, yeah, yeah. right. Queer, well, queer black woman, gay black man, well, you're 22, not even 22 and 27. Okay, she's 27? She's 27. Oh, hell no. <laughs> Stop. Stop this nonsense. Why are you fucking around let, with let a 22-year-old? Let that man be 22 and tell his lies and live his <laughs> youth. Grow up. You're almost 30. Stop that. That's ridiculous. You're almost 30 and you're hanging around someone that annoys you with every story they and tell. You're wa- and look at what, what he's bringing out of you. You're walking around to other people and asking them if he slept. And, and how does I've that come? I've literally never asked And how does that, that conversation go? I mean, what do you say? Hey, I know that you fucked my friend, uh, uh, right? He, so yeah. how did it go? So-and-so told me that you guys slept together. Is that true? First of all, even if it's uh, true or not. It could be true, and those people could say, knowing it's none of your fucking business, I'm not going to talk about that. It could have been a casual sex, one-night stand thing. Why the fuck would I tell some random person? Listen. It makes no sense. Black queer woman, 27 years old, grow up. I think that you you don't like any of the stories he's telling, but you love the story of him being a liar, and you want to tell that story with you being Because she's trying to investigate. Yeah. Don't invest. You don't have... Here's the thing. When you're friends with someone, you trust them, you don't have to investigate Mm-mm. them. Mm-mm. I don't investigate shit on people that I'm actually friend, that, friends with. And that's with. why all of her... Do you know that's where anxiety lives? When you, you <laughs> spend so much time worried and concerned about and covering your tracks, to co- not even covering your tracks, covering the tracks of somebody else's life because you're trying to make sure if they're lying or not. That That is going to riddle you with anxiety. Mm. That is why you feel so so free when he's not around. So let Follow him your freedom. Just follow that. <laughs> Can you, again, this Listen, let me just tell you something. Try again. Write back. Try again. Try with something else, because this is ridiculous. That's <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> okay, next email. This is titled, I Don't Know How to Help My Mother. Hi, Megan and Michelle. I'm a big fan of the podcast. Wait, can I just say something? Yeah. Y'all, I'm high, and I'm PMSing, so that's probably I'm a little oh, bit more aggressive true. than that's natural. True. But y'all working my nerves right now with all these these once a month you're about to get this <sighs> so you better prepare yourselves this okay. is tough love okay I'm a big fan of the podcast and I was hoping you give me some advice some advice on dealing with difficult family dynamics I've had to live with the past couple of years just a heads up this is kind of long I'm a 19 year old Leo still living at home with my mother and my three younger brothers I'm also currently going to community college getting ready to graduate and transfer to a school away from home. The last two years have been very hard for my family as my mother was trying to get out of an abusive relationship with my father and get on her feet after being a stay-at-home mom for many years. Mm. During these years, my mother would confide, confide in me about her relationship with my dad. And when he found out that when he found out, he started treating me in an emotionally abusive way as well. Since I'm the oldest of my siblings, both of my parents felt like I, this is resonating so much with me about my dad's situation. Like, holy mm. shit. <laughs> Since I was the oldest of my siblings, both my parents felt like I could handle being told their side of things behind each other's back, and I was constantly pressured to take sides. Mm. After a year-long fight over the custody of my brothers, I wasn't involved because I was almost 18 at the time. My parents were finally legally divorced about six months ago. I haven't talked to my father in a year, because both he, both because he hasn't taken any... Okay, okay. Both because he hasn't taken any actions to try to see me and because he laughed in my face when I tried to explain to him how he has hurt me in the past. 
Well, he sounds like trash, so fuck him. Mm-hmm. Recently, my mother has started telling me things about my father that she believes are true, but doesn't know for sure. Your mom's got to get off that shit. She believes that he has been paying off her lawyers to mess with the custody, that he is a secret child we know nothing about, and that he's romantically seeing a woman who is powerful enough to mess with my family's medical information. Okay. She thinks that this woman is trying to help my dad get custody by messing with medical records. She stopped seeing her therapist and has told me to be cautious of mine as well because she thinks they could be giving information to his lawyers. This is real paranoid. She knows that these things she's accusing him of are illegal, but doesn't have any doubt, but doesn't have any doubt they are happening and constantly mentions them casually like they are real. She has told therapists and her friends about this, but no one believes her. So she's decided that I'm, well, this is how she's going to lose fucking custody. This is exactly, whatever is happening is like leading this in a direction where it's like she stops seeing her therapist. She doesn't trust the therapist. She's t- telling friends that this person's doing this. This, this. Your dad's probably loving this. Um, no one believes her. She's decided that I'm the only one who understands what's going on. She's constantly in a state of urgency and will guilt me into not going to the doctor or using the family health care because it, get, it could get my brothers taken away from us. That doesn't make sense. I'm not sure how to handle this emotional weight being put on me. And I know if I question her, she will feel like no one is there for her when she's been through so much. I just don't want to enable her either. I know leaving home soon will help me distance myself from my current situation, but I don't know what to make of what I'm going through. Thanks for your time. Ooh. Um, well, I was going to say originally, I really, uh, I relate to the whole mom confiding in you about, the relationship she has with your dad and how once you become aware of that, that is used as, um, this is what my dad did. My dad and ha- does he, uh, well, obviously we don't have a relationship cause he disowned me, but he became very, uh, uh abusive emotionally and like all the things he, he would say to me because he knew that I knew the truth and he wasn't prepared to face any of that truth. Cause my mom will let him slide for forever And my mom now feels guilty because she brought me into something. And I think she had her therapist being like, I don't know if you should have told the kids all this stuff. But the way that I describe it to her is I, first of all, I would have been so angry if one day dad died and I found this all out. Like I'm, you should have come to me and I'm glad you came to me. I'm adult enough to, to deal with this. I'm old enough to deal with this, but you do lose something in that interaction Mm. when you become a friend as opposed to a kid Mm. And you can't look at your parent the same way anymore because you see, you the see truth. everything for what's going on. You yeah, see the truth. you see the truth, and uh, it's unfortunate that you're in that situation. Um, I think as far as the custody stuff that's happening, you going to the hospital because you have a cold is not going to get your brothers taken away from your mom. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just not. She's playing mind games. She's she's playing mind games. There's too much, and I but but I also think that I wouldn't be shocked if whatever the fuck has been going on with this relationship has spurred her in a direction no. where like that those delusions are uh, fueled by right. something. She's and projecting. I think your dad pl- has played into that enough that now she has gone the yeah, entire other direction. Pro- she's projecting, but this is the thing. Uh, it's really hard when our parents are going through something in their intimate relationship. Mm. Especially when you're being included in it. Mm. At the same time, it's still none of your business. Yeah. And we have a loyalty to our parents because they're our parents. 
Mm-hmm. And so we feel obligated and we take on their pain and we take on their worry and we take on their, that's not, none of that is yours. None of that is yours. Mm. Um, you didn't ask to be brought in this world by those two people. You didn't ask for, a- you didn't ask for any of this. And so a constant reminder when you're, you're separating yourself from that is to tell your mom, I don't want to hear about this. This mm-hmm. is not, I'm sorry that this is happening, but this, this doesn't is, even make sense. This isn't my life. This isn't my life. Mm-mm. And I want you guys to be able to work it out like functioning adults um, because there are big, there's a bigger picture. Mm. But I don't want to be included in this mess. I love you both. And I have to make decisions now for myself because you two are at each other's throats. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be dragged into something that has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. It's not my responsibility to take care of you. It's not resp- my responsibility to take care of my brothers. But I'm here because I have to be here, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to allow anybody to emotionally abuse or use me as some sort of punching bag or that to dump everything in because that's not how I want to walk into the world. Mm. You're, 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 you're teaching me how to take on other people's shit and make it my own and manifest it. And I, I just don't want to do that because it's not fair. I didn't ask for this. Mm-hmm tell your parents that yeah just say it flat out like that they'll have to grow the fuck up (laughs) what are they gonna say to you and if they have something to say then you know you already know yeah that regardless of if they brought you to earth or whatever into this world Mm -hmm. they are full of it and i think your gut is your gut will lead you in the direction. I think you can't listen to what your mom's saying about this because when you list this out and you read through it, you know, it doesn't make fucking sense. Like, you know, there's no way you're, I don't know anything about your parents or about your father, but I don't know what magical world he's living in where he's paying off lawyers, paying his lawyer, paying someone to mess with medical information for three fucking kids that he's going to have to pay for. Like, it just there's something that doesn't line up there at all it's too conspiracy theory and it's like your mom is doing all of the things that i guarantee your dad loves that she's doing because it shows her as being incompetent to raise these fucking kids Mm -hmm. it's paranoia it's turning away from friends and family it's turning away from a therapist it's super hyper whatever about you even using the medical insurance it's this it's this uh micro management type thing because she feels out of control because your father just has emotionally abused her mm-hmm. and i don't think that he just started emotionally abusing you, you. just need that's to, been going on for a while you just need to gear yourself up yeah for yeah. a strained relationship with your parents in which eventually the chips are just gonna have to fall where they're ma- they may yeah. just start the process now yeah. because they are not who you thought they were mm-hmm and things things are changing and you're growing up and when you grow up you see things and when you see things accept them and don't allow your parents don't fall into their cycle of a delusion mm. you see exactly what's going on maintain that mm-hmm. you are at another level where they have not even reached and um that's unfortunate for them Mm-hmm. But there is still so much light for you um, because you're only 19 and you have your whole life ahead of you. And you don't need start not taking people's shit on now. Start that now. It's a great lesson. <laughs> all right, next email. Okay. How to stand up for myself. Hi, Megan and Michelle. First of all, I love the podcast and both of you. My name is Anna. 
I'm a 19 year old college student. Recently, I've realized we've gotten some young questions. Mm-hmm. Like, ooh, you BBs are about to go through life. <laughs> you're actually about to go through three separate lives before you get to your 30s. That's pretty much. So I hope you're, you you get that that I would say we'll when see. I look at my life in my 20s, I think about 22 started another phase. About 26 was another phase, and then like right into right going into 30 was like another phase and that's all depends on your on on your season on your because my i got married young so Mm. i didn't really have a phase in the 20s in my 20s i was like i'm married everything's great yeah i struggled and stuff but i was like i was married i learned two lessons in my 30s yeah and one of them i just literally completed yeah two days ago so <laughs> that's right the, the schooling never stops yeah so and it literally i literally had a breakthrough change my life and i was like oh wow wow did you tell me about the breakthrough or no i can't remember i i don't think i did we'll get to it after yes. this recently i realized i'm not as happy as i could be in my life because i allow people that are or that i per- perceive to be authority figures walk all over me at school and work I know I need to start advocating for myself, but I don't know how. Any advice? Thanks again for everything you both do. Wait, what was it? So 19-year-old college student Mm -hmm. is realizing, they're looking out at work and school and realizing that anyone that's an authority figure or that they perceive as an authority figure, they're kind of letting, they feel like they're letting them walk on all over them. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to figure out how to start advocating for themselves better. Okay. Um, well, I think the fact that you're recognizing it and you're writing in means that you are at the place where you're about to start saying some shit and I'm real fucking excited for it. <laughs> listen, that seems, listen, this is the time at that age yeah. to just be a little bit reckless. Just, just a tiny, like you can get away with it. Just like a little yeah, bit for us. You follow these rules. For us. Just, just, you don't need to follow these, fuck these we rules. We gotta be sneaky reckless. Listen. You get to be Bold and reckless. <laughs> bold, young, and dumb. That's, that's the name of our new soap opera. <laughs> bold, dumb, and young. <laughs> Just do what you want to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're not missing Push out on back. anything. Push back a little bit. Like, earn your stripes, man. Ask questions. Earn your Make stripes. Explain I'll tell to you, you what. You need anger to survive in this world. You do. You need to, you to have some anger with you. You need to have some controlled anger, but but some anger nonetheless. You need to know what you like, what you don't like, what you're not going to put up with, and speak out on that. I, listen, you, you have to, there's 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 development to be had. Yeah, these people are in your life for for your development. If you have to hurt a few feelings along the way, that hurt their feelings. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Who gives a fuck? Because I guess Because I guess what? In five years, you're not going to give a shit. No, it's not going to matter your boss at McDonald's or wherever you're working or the gap or whatever it's, it's those things don't even matter. I don't think about anyone from my fucking twice. Yeah, <laughs> you've just, you're not going to think about not it. A single in one. It. But while you're in it, just understand that rules are meant to be broken and not every rule is a rule for your growth or your progress, your, pro- mm. your progression. Sometimes, sometimes rules are, are created to oppress us. Mm. So, yeah make your own rules ask questions point stuff out i i feel like i was always in i feel like every time i left school or i was was at the end of something i always ran up against someone that was trying to gatekeep my ass and try to keep me into something like last minute was like oh we're gonna try to keep you around for another year and i'd be like absolutely the fuck not and Mm so i think from an early age i had to figure out how to talk to adults in a way that was like Okay, so all these things don't make any sense. And here are all of them from an early age. Here's everything that does make sense. And then I need you to explain it to me. Mm -hmm. 
how that doesn't line up or like see how it doesn't line up. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom would always say the squeaky wheel gets the oil. And uh, squeak, squeak, bitch, squeak, squeak, bitch. I stay squeaking. <laughs> I stay squeaked as I fuck. I stay so squeaked. <laughs> Double squeaked. Um, I think, yeah, uh, push back, ask questions. If something doesn't feel right, say, I don't like how that feels. You don't have to think any more into it. Just point out when you are not into whatever's happening. And then I think I, I also deal with this. And I've talked about this before. Sometimes I find myself in a situation where if someone else says that they do something, I just believe it. Yeah. And I believe that they are going to be better at it than me in some cases. Like I, for some reason, because I, I don't, if I don't feel like I know how to do something and someone else just offhand is like, oh yeah, I produce or I do this in my head. I think, oh, they must be, they must know more than me. And that's not always the case. Right. A lot of times you can figure stuff out on your own. Or people like to put titles on things that they don't actually know what the fuck they're doing. Right, exactly. So it's a, it's about trusting people less at their fucking word. <laughs> Pretty much. And giving everyone an opportunity to prove or not prove there's, who they there's are. There's this system. That they, that school fucks us up. School makes us think that we got to tiptoe and walk on eggshells because mm-hmm. we just don't want to be wrong about stuff. You always want to nope. be right. You want to always be nice and correct and hitting spots where we're supposed to be hitting spots. And I'm trying to tell y'all, that's not how the world works. Mm-mm. It just doesn't work that way. Mm-mm. You need to have some thickness. You need to have some roughness and some, some toughness. And you have to have some intensity. So practice that shit in your 20s. Because in, in your 30s, nobody gives a fuck no. about who was mean to you in high school oh, and nope. how you were raised. Nobody cares. Nope. So figure your shit out <laughs> in the adult department in your 20s that's what it's for yeah that is what it's for and i know Test i've said out. this before i was like you don't you don't need to figure anything out you don't need to figure any of this shit. this look this part you need to know this is for your learning when you're in your 20s the only rules are your rules <laughs> but don't drink and drive um <laughs> right L- listen again like i said please use discernment when Just we're don't speaking be a piece to you. of shit just understand that your 20s are for you to make all of the mistakes that are usually unacceptable in your 30s when you're trying to make a friend. Oh, or, it's your last chance. Or, or yeah, or be in a relationship. It's your last because chance. Because it's inexcusable for me as a 37-year-old for mm-hmm. a man that is my age to be talking to me about how he suffered in his past, and that's why he, his behavior you is the imagine? way that I don't put up with that shit. I can't imagine like going on a date with someone and them talking about shit that happened in high school like it just fucking happened, or talking about college being like the greatest time in their lives. Mm-mm. I would vomit all over myself <laughs> and them and the food that they're paying for <laughs> for me. Projectile vomit. If you are thinking about things that happened 20 years ago that weren't that fucking serious and were just like, I don't know. Oh, I need to tell you a story. Okay. Tell so I had story. to do this thing where I had to. But s- talking to the mic while you tell okay, it. Okay. So I had to do this thing where I sang, I told you I sang in a choir or whatever. And then oh, we- yes. And this was over the Christmas holiday. Yes. And there was a guy there that he, he was hitting on me. Mm-hmm. And he was older. Older, I think he was older than me. He looks older than me. Everyone and looks older than you, bitch. You look great. <laughs> I'm just you. trying to win points tonight. And then, <laughs> so he, 
Okay, so we get to this place and it's this. It's at this. Oh, I got the whole behind the scenes story for this too. (laughs) It's great. I got videos. I got emojis. Yeah, I was texting her because I just (sighs) I sometimes don't like being in a room with a lot of performers and uh, entertainers and singers. Which one? My my favorite part was when Michelle sent me a video of her face while someone else was singing (laughs) and people were like clapping. And Michelle was like, they're really hyping this bitch up right now. <laughs> and Michelle was like, I want to ask her, have you ever had a voice lesson? <laughs> and I just want to really see her crumble in front of me. <laughs> and then I want, like, I would wreck her in a voice lesson <laughs> so quickly. I was fucking crying laughing. Because <laughs> you were in a situation, I was like, of course it was going to be this. Why wouldn't it have been this? <laughs> so that was the situation that I was in. And I, I don't know what it is about being in a room full of performers everybody i hate it everybody's just like wants to perform and i'm just like y'all chill the fuck out even man. When we did that washington shit oh i i was i was <laughs> you listen, got the, i got a hand up at me right now i got a little snake bite going listen. a little snake bite i loved hanging out with a lot of the people that were there i hated but every <laughs> i hated every minute <laughs> Of that trip. Every single minute I hated of that trip. The hotel rooms till 4 a.m. with people performing. I was just like, yo, I can't do this. I called the hotel lobby on my own people that I was with. (laughs) Because I could hear them singing resonating through 3 a.m. in the morning. I was like, this is absolutely ridiculous. People get in a space and they don't know how to behave. I'm like... Y'all clearly have been locked in a cage somewhere because you're never acting like you've other never yeah. been around other people in public, in a lobby. Everybody's just like has their camera. Uh, oh, all yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, it was I, a lot. I'm a professional. I don't know what this is. This is like a, a fucking a a high school field trip. This is too much for me. It was a lot. And you know what? One time I went on a tour with my friend Mike and we had another person. We had a bunch of people with us. But we had this one other person with us who I love. Uh, but during the car rides, she would be singing the whole time. And we would look at each other like, we'll see what happens with this one. Because, we, you know, that's cute for the first day. Right. But then you're driving to shows, you're going to lose your fucking voice. Right. When it becomes time to play. And what would happen? She would lose her voice. She would complain throughout the night of like, I can't sing. And we would be like, baby, you got to stop singing during the day in the car. You have to rest your voice. But I think that's something you have to like, apparently a lot of people have to fucking learn and I feel like that's the same thing with a lot of those people. It's just like, we're going to sing till 3 a.m. Why are you singing till 3 a.m.? We have to sing in fucking D.C. tomorrow. Yeah. It's, and it's cold. It's the You're winter. You're exhausting your voice. Right. But that's because you want to outperform other people in front of each other. It's like a right, fucking right, like a pissing contest. Right. And I'm in my room sleeping and yeah. I'm going to wake up in the morning. I'm going to drink tea. Refreshed. A, a lot of these people didn't even have solos. I mean, it's, it's like. No. And they're like, oh, my voice. That's all right. You're never get, I'm gonna Next. get the mic anyway, so you could just lip sync the whole time. Yeah, you're always sick. Wonder why. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> I did this thing, and we're getting back to people. See, I don't know anything about dating now at this age. I, I don't know anything about dating ever. I've never known anything about. She's a dating. great wife. So yeah, but hasn't quite been a girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> never been a girlfriend. Never and been I a girlfriend. I can't even imagine in my th- late thirties calling yeah. somebody my boyfriend. But anyway, so this guy he when i come in he's like he says hello to me and i'm like hey and i sit down and i am very introverted when i'm around a lot of people i don't say anything i don't even know how to interact and it's not because i'm observing i'm not observing people i'm just preserving my energy and so i'm just sitting there i don't know i'm fine i'm totally fine but everybody comes in they're like want to say hello to everybody hi i'm his and 
hi oh you also sent me a, a video of everyone walking out at the end it was great uh, and i was just like I, okay hi I, I, in those moments i don't know who to be like i'm so and so okay i'm never gonna remember your name and i'm never gonna see you again and nope. i really don't care like <laughs> i just i'm just here that to aquarius do pisces ass moon <laughs> popping through i'm just <laughs> here to do a job okay i'm here because there's a check right pretty much and i will be on my phone for the rest of the night right and i will never see you again right and i can do that i in the beginning it was fine because there's just a few of us and, and so we were having conversation but you know, when it's 12, 13, then all of a sudden it's like 30 people. Uh, it's too much. And too much I have, we're singing. I'm not going to be talking over. I sent you the walla that was going on. <laughs> Fucking jeez. Anyway, so we get to this place and it's, it's a beautiful home. It was literally like a country club on a polo field. It's like Illuminati money. And um, <laughs> I didn't like the energy in that place. I really didn't. I went in there. I was like, Sacrifices have I happened said, there. Ooh, honey. I walked in there and I was like, I, I can't stay in here. I literally set up my stuff so that way, as soon as we were done performing, I could grab mm -hmm. my stuff and go. And that is exactly what I did. Mm -hmm. I did not like the feeling in there. Mm -hmm. So I went in there and I was already feeling all these this energy and like spirit. I was like, I don't like this place. I do not like this place. I had to say I staged myself when I came home. So oh, fucking Jesus. <laughs> do you think anything transferred to those video files? Or am, am I haunted or what? <laughs> You you saged yourself, but you didn't think, hey, Tanjas, maybe you should light a candle. Just let my fucking soul go into eternal torment, huh, bitch? Wow. So friendship my ass. <laughs> so he, he says, he's like, hey, how are you? And I'm like, I'm fine. And he's like, uh, a lot of people, huh? I'm like, great observation. Killing it. <laughs> right. You want to fuck or what? what? what are, we like, are we getting married? What's said, happening? I was like, yeah. That's, yeah. Okay, I, I suck it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good at small talk, so I don't. Yeah, I'm like a fail on that one. <laughs> it's a, a I, D minus. And I'm also very aloof when people like me. I'm I, I just like, I don't know if you're not transparent and just don't say things outright. I, I wasn't supposed to guess what you mean. I don't know what you mean. So you can have a banner in the sky going across saying "I love you, Michelle," and she'd be like, "But like, love me like a friend, like or a fr like love that's me." me. That is me. I love you too. Yeah. yeah. Like I'll be like, oh, thank you. That's cool. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> so I put my stuff right by by the um door. Mm -hmm. And just as I'm leaving, so we sing and I grab my stuff immediately. And I make a beeline for this man was for like, the valet valet to get my car or whatever. And as I'm walking out, um, he stops me. He's like, oh, you're leaving so fast. He was like, I was like, I said, yeah. Goddamn right. Yeah, I said, yeah. And he's like, oh, um, well, you know, because I think maybe that we're all gonna hang. I said, I have, a, I have a long drive ahead of me, so I have to go. And so, and I'm looking at him like, okay, it's like, he's like, how can I extend this? Right. Because I want to so clearly like, ask her something instead of just asking it. Yeah. So then he goes, he goes, um, uh, oh, we should hang out sometime. And I said what i don't hang out i'm 37 years old there's no hangout here i said excuse me he said yeah we should like hang up hang out sometime maybe like exchange number i said i don't even know your name you don't know me i don't know you i'm not i said i have to go and i just left <laughs> <laughs> that man probably was like oh, i'm gonna ask her to hang out i was looking at him like he was crazy smooth. it's like I could be I could 
be absolutely insane. Yeah, you, you don't know anything about me. You don't me. know anything about me. You just see me, you think I'm cute, but you haven't talked to me this entire time. This is not... We've had no conversation, really. You don't even know my name. I don't... Yeah. Like... Uh, you're asking me to hang out? I could stab Ben for a living. Like, this could be fun <laughs> for me. I'm probably... I just kill because I can. On my way to murder somebody. Yeah. Like... <laughs> <laughs> that's why I have to leave. <laughs> you should have just been like, I'm married. <laughs> technically true <laughs> i don't think people care these days they but really I don't just, but i just like and so i was telling my friend my friend was like michelle you just <laughs> don't she she was like you apply so much logic to things that people don't i said and then this will i, I had the conversation with her and again. that's what's kept you alive you bitch. <laughs> i said i think this is why we brought up the demi demisexual thing again i was like i don't understand how people can look at somebody mm. I, I don't believe in love at first sight because I can't look at somebody and be like, oh, yeah, I want to go out with that without mm. having sitting down and having a conversation with them. I just don't know how to do that. I don't even ha know how to recognize if somebody's like because I can look at somebody and say, oh, this person's attractive. Yeah, I can but too. I don't I don't feel like I want to sleep with them or that I want to. I don't feel that way. I don't I, feel an emotion like a, I can feel like an interest in like, let me observe this person because right. they are cute. And then like I'm paying attention to them having conversations with other people and I'm like, oh, I like the way they laugh. And right. then there's things that are adding to the pile. But if I don't have talk to you and we don't have a spark, I'm not going to keep talking. I'm definitely not going to ask you to hang out when I don't fucking know. Right. You. Exactly. So to me, once That's why online dating is the fucking worst for me. Cause I'm like, I want to hear your voice. Right. So my friend was like, well, what did he look like? I was like, I, I, I don't, I don't know. He didn't stimulate my brain in any way. So I don't even know what he looked like. Yeah. Like, I don't remember. And so I think I wrote a blog saying I haven't had sex in a while. But to me, no sex is better than bad sex or sex with a dumb fuck. It's the same thing to me. Yeah. I just don't. I don't want to waste my time having sex with somebody that doesn't mentally stimulate me. Like, yeah, yeah. On an intellectual level. I think I've done that for the most part. And it's been awful. Spoiler I've alert. Done, yeah, I've done it's it before. Bad. It's it's never good. It's always bad. You just walk away feeling like, I didn't really need to do that. You walk away feeling like, well, I still, I, I gave a great blow job. I did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no one's here to share it with me because I don't really care. But like. Go, Tan, just go. <laughs> yes, my mouth still works. Woo, woo, woo. It's really just Show like a what checkup. what that mouth do. Yeah, it's just like, you know, you take your card every once in a while to get like an emissions just thing. Get it's like, it's really going that. on. A little suckle, bitch. <laughs> and you used it correctly too. Wow. I've, tra I've trained you so well in the, in the art of suckle. <laughs> Well, I guess that's not your future husband. Oh, uh, no, Damn. definitely not. I Damn. was like, I was almost grossed out. I was like, oh, <laughs> gross. No, I don't want to go out with you. Ooh, what's the what's the revelation you had? Oh, so the revelation I had was um, this is and it was really deep. So basically I what I realized was in my life, I've always been presented with you should do this because you're good at it. Mm. And I am the type of person that I become skillful at whatever it is that I'm set out to do. So mm -hmm. I'm going to be good at And I'm good at many things. And I know this about myself. And, and this is, it was very humbling because I was like, in that moment, I was like, do I actually love this though? Am I passionate about this? Mm -hmm. So when I started um, singing, I stumbled into that um because of uh, i was playing trumpet for many many years 
And oh yeah, the teacher yeah. was a piece of shit. Yeah, and, let you and so I needed to pick it. an yeah. elective, and I knew that I could carry a tune. There you go. So I chose chorus. Um, was happy to be in the background, whatever. And then mm-hmm. one day, my my teacher heard me singing and I was singing quite high and she was like, Oh my God, Michelle, you have such a great voice. You take voice lessons. And she started giving me free voice lessons. Then all of a sudden I started singing opera music and because I was good at it and I was singing and I loved it and it was great. And then when I got into the recording business, I, I did, that wasn't my intention. My friend called me. She was like, I didn't need somebody to sing background vocals. I went to sing background vocals and the producer was like, wow, you have an incredible voice. You, did you ever think of recording? I'm like, no, all of a sudden, I'm in a meeting with him and my dad, and they're both like, you should really do this. And I'm like, oh, okay, so I'll do it. Now it's like, well, now you got to write songs, too, because otherwise you have to pay for it. I'm like, well, I don't want to write, but you're going to have to. Okay. So then I figured it out. I figured it out, and I, I already knew how to play piano, so I taught myself how to play guitar somewhat, started doing that. And that's how my career just started. It was just like, oh, now I have to produce my stuff. Oh shit! Okay, next now level. I gotta add this to right, it. Right now, I gotta do this. Now I have to. Now I have to create my own music videos, and now I have to edit my stuff, and now I have to do all these things. It's just like, right. So I'm moving further and further and further and further away from what it is that I actually want to do, which mm. is just to sing on stage and act. I don't want to be on stage with a fucking loop pedal. Yeah. That shit makes me nervous. Now it makes I'm me nervous <laughs> to see you doing the fucking loop pedal. Cause the whole time I'm like, bitch, how are you doing this now? Now because I can do it because I'm skilled at it, but I don't love it. You don't love it. It's yeah. not the first thing that I want to do. So I was sitting here thinking like, Oh my God, what if it is that I just don't, because anytime I think about performing, I just dread I it. I about this too. I'm just like, it's I dread same. it. And I'm just like, do I really even want to perform? I love performing. I just don't want to perform like that. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I remember seeing Nina Simone's, um, there's a documentary called What's With Nina Simone or What's With Miss Simone or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's on It's on Netflix. It's amazing. I, I encourage everybody to watch it. She's such an incredible woman there was a point where they were interviewing her and she was a classical pianist and Nina Simone is a jazz singer and a beautiful pianist. Um, but she was a classical pianist and it just wasn't working out for her back in the day, being a dark skinned black woman, whatever. So, so she started playing at this lounge and then he was like, you're going to have to sing too. And she was like, I'm not a singer, but he was like, you're going to have to sing. So she started singing and all of a sudden she created her own sound in it and woods, everybody loves it, whatever. So she finally got to play Carnegie Hall and she was so excited because she's always wanted to play Gar- Carnegie Hall since she was a kid. Yeah. But she was sad because she wasn't playing Carne- Carnegie Hall in the ways that she wanted, which was classical piano. Yeah. She was playing her original music and or her like, and that's great. But for her, that wasn't enough. Wasn't and the I th- dream. Yeah. And I thought to myself, if I ever got to sing at Carnegie Hall, which is not like a big dream for me but let's just say i I got to sing at a place like that yeah i wouldn't want to go there with my fucking loop pedal (laughs) i really wouldn't fair i would want to have an orchestra and just me and my mic that's that's Mm. i feel comfortable in that i feel safe in that. i could do that with my eyes closed all day i'm not nervous i can conduct the band i know exactly what i need to do that's my way of performing theater acting that is what i do that that's what i do best so all of these other things were just mm-hmm. skills that I was good at. So my thing, what I realized is like, don't f- confuse your skill for passion. Yeah. Because you'll end up, end up just doing something that you're good at, but something that is not bringing you fulfillment. Fulfillment, 
-hmm. and you will feel ungrateful. People will make you feel ungrateful because people will say, Michelle, you don't want to do this. I'm like, no, I don't really want to do that. Yeah. yeah. But if I were but you, you can do it. Yeah. But if I were you, if I, if I had your yeah, talent, yeah, yeah, yeah. they make you feel like, oh, well, now I'm not utilizing my gifts. Mm -hmm. So I should probably do this because and then I was just like, I stopped one day because I was talking to a friend of mine, a very close friend of mine. And he was just like, I said, you know, you'd be a really great script writer. He was like, well, I don't want to write scripts. And I was like, he was like, I wouldn't mind writing like, you know, I told him, I said, you should write a novel. He's like, I wouldn't mind, mind doing that. He's like, but I don't really want to write movie scripts. He's like, I just want to be able to write in the ways that I write. And then, and I was like, oh, I was like, yeah. I was like, he said, just because I'm good at something, something doesn't mean that I should do it. And I, as soon as he said that, I was like, you're so fucking right. Yeah. Like, what a, like, what freedom, what liberation of just like, yeah, I can do that. Like but to I imagine, to. right? I started composing movie uh, uh, music for movies and stuff like that, and I like it. But I I hate having the just the thought of sitting down in my home studio, uh, and turning it on and trying <laughs> to figure out all of these things. Because the thing is, I've been doing it for so long, but every time I go back to it, I have like to starting it over again. That's because I don't love it. Yeah. It's because I don't That's love me with it. everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, how did I do this before? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's not fun for me. Yeah. Now, if somebody was like, I'll give you 150 grand if you could compose this and do this for I will do love it. Love it. Love it. I'll do it. Every it's day a skill wake that up. I have. Yeah, I could <laughs> do this. I I prefer giving a voice lesson over singing on stage with my loop pedal. So that's how I knew, like, okay, I'm so passionate about all these things. And so, um, Okay, so this is what I'm working on. I might as well say I'm prompted to, to sure. I'm prompted to say it, so I'm gonna say I am working on writing. I've started writing a one-woman show about my life. Yeah, and I called No Lies Detective, <laughs> <laughs> co-starring Megan <laughs> Tanjus, and I'm gonna play all these different characters in my life and stuff. And I'm really, really, really excited about it. Yeah. And I haven't been this excited about something since before I got married, probably. Mm. Very, very excited about it. And I want to put, I want to have the first draft by the summer, but I also would like to, would like to like do the show, um, like a first draft of the show just to test it out at, by the end of the year. So, but it would be a private thing. Please don't ask me about the show or when I'm going <laughs> to do it or when it's going to. I'm just sharing it with you guys, but <laughs> I don't need to be hold, held accountable. It's not a promotion. It's not a promotion. I'll let you guys know if, the, if it becomes that. But I just wanted to share with you guys that I'm I'm starting to work on things that I'm passionate about. Um, and I think that's important that we all do that. I like that. Mm. I relate to that, especially with the like being good at things that you're like, am I good at it or do I love it? Because right. I feel like that with a lot of things that I do. I'm like, it's easy for me. Right. But when I think of like, even with music, I don't mind performing. Like I, But I think about like that show that I did in New York and everything leading up to it, I was fucking terrified. Yeah. And then everything went wrong during it. It was fine and it was funny and it was good and all that. But it's like the fear that goes into the anxiety the day of where you're just like, can right. I just call it off? Right. Can I just call it off? I don't necessarily love being on stage to like, entertain i like connecting with people and making jokes and making them laugh right and then sharing something and being lost in that and it's fun but right. um i think when i think of music in general and i'm like listening to stuff that i'm working on i like 
I like writing the music. I don't want to produce the music. Right. I, don't, I want someone else to have that vision that we just connect. Like me and my friend Andrew, we connect in that way where I'm like, I want it to sound like I'm running through the forest and like, yeah. like I can describe things in a fucking weird way, in a yeah. visual way. Right. And then I'm listening to it when I'm envisioning the music videos. I'm I'll put myself in the music video sometimes. But a lot of times I don't want to be in the fucking music video. Right. I just want it to be a visual. Right. That has nothing to do with me because the idea of being in front of the camera and trying to like be a certain way is sometimes interesting in certain ideas I have. But a lot of times I'm like, this would just be gr- better with dancers. This would be right. better with something Or else. like a movie. There's or not like a compulsion thing, yeah. in me. Yeah. It's like, I need to be the center of it. Yeah. But I love being a part of the creative vision of it because I trust in when I see something or feel something that gives me chills. Mm-hmm whether it's writing music or it's coming up with a concept for a music video or mm-hmm. it's seeing something when mm-hmm. I feel chills, I know other people will feel chills. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm always chasing that, like fascinated yeah. by what that moment yeah. is. Yeah. I, I think, I think that sometimes we just, uh, perfectionist and whether you're making lists or you're m- like myself, I, I just want to get it right yeah. when I'm doing something. I want to get it right. And, and, and when I say get it right, what I'm saying is I want to excel at it. I want to be exceptional at at it. Yeah. So I'll go, I'll work and work and work and work and work. And I did that with everything that I did. Anything that I did, I, I did to death because I wanted to make sure that, and I did it, but I, I did it from an honest place. Mm. So that's why I never realized it wasn't a passion because I was doing it from an honest place. I was like, this needs to be done. So I'm going to produce. And I love producing my stuff and I love producing other people's stuff. Mm. But I'm like, I don't want to just do that. I need to make sure that I'm sticking some, something in there where I'm passionate about. So I just doesn't feel like work. Yeah. And right now, like doing the podcast, I feel passionate about that. And I, it, it doesn't make me nervous. I hate yeah. I hate going into something at this I- age and feeling because there's no preparation for this. It's literally just about right. us and our response. Right, and that's it. And I can and I and I I'm not uh, I have no angst with that. But when I get on stage and I'm with my loop pedal, I have a little bit of angst because I'm like, God, man, I'm probably gonna mess up, and that's okay. But I really don't want to because I don't need to because if I was just singing without mm-hmm. all of this bells and whistles and stuff, I would be in my element. Yeah. But because I have to focus on all these things, I feel like I can't really give what I normally would give. Focus on so many things. Right. So if I like I don't even love playing guitar, I'm just playing guitar because I don't want to pay someone else to fucking exactly, play guitar. Exactly. Exactly. And it's just like I, I, you I do what you have to do because you're like, well, I guess uh, who else is going to fill it better than I can? And if also I'm already fucking here. And who else is going to write these songs if I don't learn how to do this? So that's what I do. Yeah. So I have all these instruments and I can play them somewhat, but I only do it so I can write mm. after I'm done. I'm like, I don't want to get up on stage and play this, yeah. though. Yeah. But I'll I do that. it. I feel that. I'll do it. I just hate that I have to do that because then it puts me in such a vulnerable place. Cause for me, my vulnerability and my safety isn't doing in the privacy of yeah. my own home and my own space you and my fuck own, it up own on studio. Stage, the way you react and how you continue or not is like, right. And so for thing. me, what's going I, on in your head. And for me and my professionalism with the way that I was taught, I was taught, you know, I sang opera. I, I was, I went to school for theater. You know, I, I like for things to look, be polished and I don't ever feel like it's polished when I'm doing all mm. of these things. And, and that makes me on edge. And I, and I don't like appearing that way because I know what I'm doing. I just don't want to do that in front of a whole bunch of people. Yeah. It's like perform for us now. Right. Right. I get that. Yeah. So that I was my that. little revelation guys. 
So that the no more loop pedal shows. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. I'm just saying they'll come up eventually. They sometimes they we gotta will. pay rent. So sometimes you know. yeah, sometimes you gotta pay rent you or pay half rent. the rent because ain't nobody paying us. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. At least half the rent. <laughs> okay, one question before we go. Okay. Twins and scorpions is the title of this email. I don't know what it's gonna be about, but I can imagine. Uh-huh. To the queens, Michelle and Megan. Oh God. Um short and sweet i love you both i'm obsessed with the podcast and i've shared it with everyone around me and i definitely locked someone in a car to listen to it (laughs) (laughs) not only have i learned a lot about what is and what's not okay in relationships but more importantly making me realize my own wrongs and how to grow up i seriously needed a reality check and who better to hear it from than the two most real people and for that i'm so thankful i just laughed out loud to your comment on gemini's loving themselves Mm -hmm. on may 23rd that specific with that advice i'd like to ask for what i'd like to ask for is the best way to communicate with scorpios <laughs> she just put her fucking mic down uh, that's i don't know how to communicate with scorpios i have seven friends seven as friends you know seven scorpios mm. in a mile radius like in the same town like they know each other they're a gemini i don't trust a scorpio uh, yeah this is a gemini mm. well well Everyone loves a Scorpio. I have seven as friends. One is a Scorpios sibling. don't love Scorpios. That's true. I don't trust other Scorpios. I know. I know. We've talked about this. Mm-hmm. Other Scorpios, when we walk around, we're like, hey, Scorpio. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we do jealous shit. But always out of the corner of our eye, we're like, I don't trust that bitch. That's why I'm with Sagittarius. Alone. I do not <laughs> trust. I know that they're going to be fun, but they're either going to be too much for me or they're going to be too hidden that I can't quite figure it out. My Scorpio friends are good from a distance. <laughs> I like them in other states. I like them in group chats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't tell you a single Scorpio that I'm close to. Not a one. Just room enough for me. Uh, I have seven as friends, one as a sibling, and one as a lover. Okay. I had to do the whisper as a lover. Also, a personal thank you to Michelle for speaking about issues you deal with as a black woman. I relate so strongly, and I appreciate your words. You're welcome. Love Thank smoking you. with you too. Wow. And listening to your words. I'm just imagining people now like smoking Getting alongside high. us. Stay yes. fabulous with love, Autumn. We should we should do like you know what I should do? Like huh. produ- produce some like let me not say that on your own. Because I'll say that and then it's just you'll like say people you'll people never hear the end of it. People will expect it. Yep. Don't set yourself up. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this question is about Gemini's talking to scorpios Mm -hmm. i'm trying to think of gemini's that i know a gemini is another one that like we are always good from like a distance i feel like like i I have good relationships with gemini i mean i like gemini's Mm -hmm. but i feel like we i'm thinking of three gemini's in particular i know one of whom i've slept with and to me gemini's are interesting because i feel like to everyone else people are distrustful of them or like they have this very specific vision of them and um they can be quite selfish they can be like yeah it's like uh i'm into you and then i'm all of a sudden i'm gone and it makes no fucking sense and they're just in and out um that's interesting to me as a scorpio because i make i want to make that person want me (laughs) but then i don't necessarily want to continue (laughs) um i think the thing that i resonate the most with gemini's that i know is that a sense of humor and yeah. so like anyone yeah. that's gonna joke with me mm-hmm. and be f- uh, playful with me Gemini. but but i know that they're looking out for me yeah. 
and they let me know mm-hmm. i got i got you yeah that's a, that's how my cousin that's and the I energy are. that i like yeah my cousin and i are not like that we we are one of my closest one of the closest people to me in my life is my um my cousin ebony and she her and i our relationship we, like we've gotten into arguments we've gotten to points where we've had fallen out and we didn't talk to each other for like a year or whatever casual just basically just like both mutable signs yeah so just kind of like don't really want to deal don't want to have the argument whatever so we just won't talk to each other for like months (laughs) (laughs) but um we've kind of gotten over that hump and and um i do know that like sometimes gemini's have like a jealousy streak as well they do so do scorpios yeah they have a jealousy streak and um you tried to call me your girlfriend earlier and i almost lost my f- uh, yeah, fucking mind well it's funny because and i think <laughs> it's i think it's sweet though because not sweet because i'm i am sadistic but <laughs> but you are <laughs> <laughs> no but i i i have a gemini friend that's like <laughs> seems like you're getting really close with like your friend <laughs> yeah uh-huh <laughs> But that doesn't change who you are in my life. Like, (laughs) (laughs) just, you know. It's okay. It's okay. But there's like, I wouldn't say jealous. I would say almost. Awareness. No, I would say possessiveness. Okay, fair. There is a possessiveness that I think Scorpios and Geminis have. Yes. That are, it can be endearing. It's not, it, 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 it doesn't have to be harmful. I don't think it's harmful. No. But I'm a Sagittarius always, so so I handle it different differently. Yes. So for me, I I'm my own person. I got me. So I, I don't like your jealousy about who I'm talking with or not talking. About, I don't, that's that's your problem. That's not my problem, because for me, I already know who you are in my life. So I don't have to assess that. The, but I think what happens sometimes for me as a Sagittarius, and I think Aries are like this as well, is I don't like when. when who i am to you in a relationship is being questioned merely Mm. merely because of your insecurity Mm. so if i'm saying something i was in friendships with people where it's just like i just feel like you know we're not friends how we used to because and i'm just like no we're good like it's it's cool like we're just well how do i know that and it's just like because i just i just said that to you Mm. Like, to me, that doesn't register. Because if you're questioning something, when I just say to you, I just told you. Believe what I'm saying to you. I'm not lying to you. So this is your problem now. Mm -hmm. You've just made this your problem. Because this has nothing to do with me. And and now I wish you never said anything. I don't even want to talk to you no more. Let's just... Let's not talk about this. Yes. Then it turns into this, like, are you mad at me? Please, I don't want to talk about (laughs) this right now. Oh, Scorpios don't know boundaries of well i I mean i'm granted when i say this i'm a triple water so i got everything swimming inside of me right now right but it's like i find myself i want to like fix it i want to understand it i want to know it i want to deal with it and so i i I, i'm better about this now but i could see myself trying to like push you say that you're not mad at me but are you really not mad (laughs) right oh my god that and that's and and i don't know i'm sensing that you're like a little bit mad at me and it's just like we will create an entire fucking scenario my sister is a gemini my youngest sister is a gemini and she's always wanting to reassure me that that she's not trying to offend me when she's i'm like you don't have to do that Mm. you don't have to do that 
I know you. I love you. Don't worry. I'm not going to take offense. If I'm taking offense to everything you're saying, that's my problem. Mm. I, like, I have issues. I'm mm-hmm. grown. I'm, t- I'm fine. Speak your mind. Yeah. And I'm concerned for people who are always worried about, because I used to be on that other end where I used to be so concerned about what I was saying and how I was saying it to people because everybody was always so intimidated by the things that I was saying. So now it was being overly compensating by mm-hmm. making sure I wasn't being oh, too over. Oh, that's too much. It's yeah, just yeah, too much. That's I just have to be myself. Like I, I can't, I can't worry about what I, if what mm-hmm. I'm, what I'm saying is affecting you in, in mm-hmm. whatever way. Mm-hmm. So with Gemini's, I think Gemini's have a tendency to be quite selfish, mm-hmm. quite possessive. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the relationship, um, some of my closest girlfriends are Gemini's. Mm-hmm. And I think Gemini women and Gemini and Sagittarius women have have a special bond when it's when it's women. I'm not I don't know what the male to male or male. I, I don't know all that stuff, but. All I'm saying is from my experience, it's the it's one of the most enriched relationships that I have because mm. we go through all things, mm-hmm. but we always end up on, on the other side together. And it's really healthy because we can have a disagreement or be annoyed with each other and not talk to each other. And that these are all healthy things for a relationship that I think a lot of us don't even play out in our intimate relationships because mm-hmm. we're too scared. We're just too scared. Yeah. I think when it comes to Gemini from a Scorpio perspective, I'm trying, I'm really trying to like compile these three people in my head of like what I, why I talk to them. Mm. And I think the reason I talk to them or we have a good back and forth besides sense of humor is that like, they make me feel like they point out, here's how you get a Scorpio point out things about them that are, are are endearing or that you think that not everyone sees and point it out to them because we love nothing more than you seeing something in us mm-hmm. that not everyone can see because to us it says that's a person that pays attention that's a person that's looking out for me and that's a person that I'm going to grow with in some kind of way because they see something in me that I can feel but it's not like it's I don't funny know that it's you, like it's weird funny that you know that yeah because most, I love that shit. Most, I would say Scorpios in terms of intimate relationships are probably the best people to be in relationships with because you know. Wow, we're coming back from saying don't date Tanjis. <laughs> no, but, and well, that's the other stuff. But in terms of y- y- your logic, in terms of mm. applying, like, you can understand that someone seeing you for who you are in ways that maybe you don't valuable. even say that is valuable. So right? valuable. For somebody like me, uh that shit makes me scared (laughs) (laughs) that shit yeah i'm like "Mm." understandable i just like i don't know that's and that's not because i don't want to know i want to know but i don't want to know and like you Mm, because is it an an unnerved because you feel like they might see something that you can't you can't protect yourself right they're getting in there's some hole because i like you more than just like like if you see me you've called me on stuff and i can and i can take i can take it right (laughs) we were listening to the podcast from before me dragging you through (laughs) you're like whoa 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 (laughs) wait hold on on, i can take that that's totally fine it's always i love right and you drag my ass too right and that's totally (laughs) fine but 
if I care for you more mm. than just something that's platonic, yeah, that's a soft. dangerous zone for me because I'm intense. So I'm all or none. So when you start mm. seeing me away, you know, I'll probably run. I'll probably just be like, no yeah. one, I can't do this anymore. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll find a way or a reason to just not talk to you anymore. Mm. And I won't push you away. I won't be rude about it. I just... I'm realizing this about myself. Like I have a really, I have a way of telling myself things are happening when they're not really happening mm. to justify walking away. And I remember one time I was dating. I don't know what it is with me dating Pisces. Fucking water sign. <laughs> I dated this Pisces. I think it's because my rising is Pisces. Of course. So yeah. I just dated this kid in high school no, I wasn't in high school. We went to high school together and then we were two years out of high school or whatever. And I used to have a theater company and I directed and put on plays and, and, and produced plays and stuff like that for many years. And uh, we were we had just finished doing a show and I was tired. I was so tired. And this guy that I was dating, we went to, we went to high school together and everybody, the school that I went to, the theater program was predominantly white people it was not many people of color but him and i were the only black only black kids that were actually always casted in things and so in that situation all the white people like oh you guys should date and it's just like why because he's black like (laughs) that 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 was always the thing but we never got together or anything and I, i always thought that he was gay um so two years, two years, I think. Spoiler alert. Two years or three years or something like that. After I got out of a relationship and we just started. It was something to me. I was like, it was innocent. I was just like, oh, yeah. we're just like kicking it or whatever. And we would like hang out. Sometimes, hang we, out. sometimes we would make out and stuff. But apparently, like, he always really liked me, but oh I didn't yeah. know that. Damn. Oh, this gets good, girl. That's the Aquarius Pisces in you. That's the Aquarius Yeah, you. I didn't know that he really liked me. So I was just, like, having a good time. And He's writing vows. He's planning out the wedding. He's told his family about it. And you. I was testing him one time. I tested him because it seemed like he didn't have an opinion. And I don't. So he put on the radio, and I was like, what's this? I don't want to listen to that. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry. And I was like. No, you should have said, well, I want to listen to it. <laughs> I was like, mm, okay. And now, obviously, I would never speak to somebody like that, but I just wanted to see how far I could go, like how far I could. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, I don't like that. So eventually. How many times can I make him apologize? One time one he day. was like, one time he said he saw my his children in my eyes. No. I mean, we were. You just saw the light <laughs> from the goddamn kitchen. And I mean, if that's one way to make me run, I mean, I was 20. I was like, what the fuck? Nah, no. no, this is too much. So I broke up with him. Mm-hmm. We were doing a show together for my theater. But in the in the show, we were we played a couple. So by the time the show <sighs> came around, we were, already, we were broken up. Oh, but we were all so fuck. lovey-dovey when we were rehearsing because we were together. Yeah. We were like, see, like messing around with each other. So he was still holding on to yeah. and hoping to Playing the, the house fact, with right? you. And I just, but I, but I'm an actor. <laughs> so I played the part. And, and I it played was, it so well. And it was believable. And I guess he felt like we were back together again. So after the show, <laughs> we're packing up the truck and we're bringing the stuff back to storage and stuff mm-hmm. like the props and stuff from the theater. And we go get to my parents' house 
because he drives me there. I'm like, okay, thanks. And he's like, oh, can we can we talk? And I'm like, no, man, I'm really tired. Like, I'm really, really tired. And he's and he says, just for a minute. And I'm like, okay, fine. So we go inside mm-hmm. right in the like foyer of my parents' house. And he's talking to me. <laughs> and he's like confessing his love <laughs> and all this stuff. And I fell asleep. Fell asleep. <laughs> I already told him I was tired. You <laughs> <laughs> said this recently in a voice note. I feel like you were like, I, I fell asleep once when someone was telling me how they felt about me. I fell asleep. <laughs> and he was like, Michelle. Michelle. No, he's never opened up to a woman since. <laughs> and I was like, huh? And I was like, listen, I'm really sorry. I'm very, very sorry. Can we talk about this another time? So then he calls me the next day and I said, listen, I just don't want to drag this out anymore. I was like, I just feel like we should just stay friends because this is too much for me right now. And I just, I don't, I, and he was like, okay, well, whatever. You, I mean, it, if you need time, I was like, I don't need time. I just don't want to do this. This was me as nicely as I possibly Sagittarius fucking Ken saying I'm done. And we slept together. And I, f- I think he was a virgin. I'm not sure. But I think that's what he was attached to. Mm. Anyway, a year later. <sighs> I asked him to be on my wedding because I needed another <laughs> guy. <laughs> such an asshole but i did that pisces is haunted forever there's no way that pisces is not in his feelings and fucking his feelings out on everyone he possibly can okay but hear me out he's trying to fuck a friend of yours he's trying to get back at you for things you didn't even know he was trying to get back at you for hear me out though i'm hearing you i we were such good friends and then like you fucked him for five years. So I thought we could just go back to the way that we were. Doesn't snap back like that for a Pisces. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know this. They're guy. not made of the same stuff as a Sagittarius. <laughs> <laughs> You're in them forever. And I actually have, I think I need to show it to you, but I have a picture, my wedding picture <laughs> of my bridal party. It, he's literally my like kicking husband and the man i fucked one he's he like kicking rocks oh. he's literally everybody's like like one of those pictures oh, he's like, so yeah. upset. He's like, yeah, like <laughs> oh my god michelle the scorpio in me loves it it's the I pisces just, in me but I, you know i didn't recognize it until about a year later <laughs> when my friend was like She's like, I've been really holding this back. And I was like, what? She's like, I just thought it was really fucked up that <laughs> you had so-and-so in your wedding. And I said, why? We're friends. She's like, Michelle, have you talked to him since then? I was like, no. <laughs> You're not friends. She said, you broke his heart. And then you asked him to be in your wedding <laughs> a year later. I was like, he could have said no. Like, <laughs> I wasn't, <laughs> just wasn't, in my mind, I'm like, you don't got, I didn't oh, force him to do anything. That's true. But a Pisces knows not what he does. <laughs> Pisces, Pisces wants to stew in it. Oh, oh look. <laughs> Drown in it, even. That's my period. <laughs> that's what it says when you get your period? It gives me such a heart, just a rush. That bitch is fucking amazing? No, is that, that bitch says? is fucking coming. Oh, I thought I said amazing. I'm like, that's aggressive. It's my woman period. log. That bitch is fucking coming. Let's me know my period's coming. I got my clue app that just says, your cycle is about to begin. Oh, that's it's so different. nice. This is like threatening. 
<laughs> I sent I sent Michelle uh, a, sh- a screenshot of my thing syncing up today with the little Spider Man pointing at each other. <laughs> oh yeah, because both of us are synced up right now. Oh man, who else is on their period? Let us know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> tweeted us. <laughs> Bedtime this airs. We'll probably be on another one. A few right? cycles out. Ugh. Um, I'm done. Oh, we're done. I'm okay. done. Listen, uh, you can find me at Megan Tonjes on most things. M E G H A N T O N J E S. I'm Michelle Moore. M I S H A L M O O R E everywhere. And have, have fun, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Hey, don't go just yet. You can now carry our closing weekly affirmation with you. No Lies Detected is selling merchandise on teespring.com. The link to our store is in the description box. Treat yourself and remember, have fun, bitch.